1: What is up? Welcome to episode number 407 I'm on the corner of the official PitcherList.com podcast of your host Alex Fast, joined as always by the one button down Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing?
0: What is happening? The one button that's down is the recording button that took a long time for me to press.
1: No, it's that top I button
0: just on your shirt. Stop it. I know it was fast, but come on. <laughs> you know, uh, that what is up um, is not going to happen for a long time again. Uh, because this is Alex Fast's final On The Corner podcast, a very, uh, you know, bittersweet moment. If you guys know the news, Fast is going off to be director of product and content at MLB, which is absurdly amazing, and I could not be more proud of this man. But it also means, of course, that he's going to have to, uh, well... Move on from Pitcher List after seven years of this podcast and working together here. And, uh, you know, I'm just so proud of uh, this new brother that I have in my life. And I just didn't want, I don't know, I didn't want to hit that button because I knew it would be the last time I'd do it with you for a very long time. Um, So we're all so excited for you fast and go kill it, buddy. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's very exciting of you to say. I'm sorry to have ruined your moment, but as soon as you started saying it, I, like, felt something. I'm in my parents' basement again, for, for those who are unaware. I'm in L.A., just, by the way, just, and just, you are so not. Funny. The one time yeah. I come here... <laughs> so funny. But I just, I, like, literally just, like, scratched the back of my head, and there was a spider there that I accidentally killed as I was scratching the back of my head. So that was what? kind of funny. That made me laugh. But, uh, Nick, <laughs> people don't know. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say this right now, but we will have one final surprise there will be one final talking pitching that we'll be putting out oh, in the yeah, next two right. days and I'm not going to say who it is but I I think it's that's very right. fitting that we're going out with one, a very good
0: yeah one uh, final
1: gift you know? one so final gift one final gift one final don't gift. you
0: dare oh no 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 you have like another week that you can't say that
1: <laughs> <laughs> no no gif is gif but it turns out gift has always been jift and okay. No, we've been okay, saying it, for it wrong us. for years. All right um, there, uh, yes, it's it's the last show, but we're going to do it just like any other show. Because listen, right. you guys, you don't care. You want to hear the content. That's what we're here to give you is the content, and, right? But I got a new theme for you. It's okay. A good theme. Okay. Uh-huh. The theme is top Nick and Alex moments. That's okay. So, so funny. Funny moments. story.
0: Funny story. Two two things. One, this isn't the last OTC. Unfortunately, it's the last one with Alex, but. Um, mm. There will be more on the corner podcast. It's just going to be different uh, with with a different uh, host instead of Alex moving forward. Very good. And I actually, oh yes, um, and that Very will good. start on September 11th. With next week being uh, just a special guest uh, right. for for a day. Um, but it's really funny. I actually said to fast before this. Do you have a good theme? Because I have a theme, and it better better be a good one. Because if you do some generic thing, I'll be upset. And it's funny. I actually had that myself. So, um, I, I mean, mine. Mine was things I'm most proud of of Alex, of course. And I'll probably yeah. shimmy those in as we go. But the best Nick and Alex moments over the years. Oh man. Okay, cool. I I, I gotta. I have a couple,
1: but uh, some good ones.
0: Yeah, I want you to mention them as you would put as your top tier or not, you know, along the way, that kind of thing.
1: My top one through ten tiers of the first time I heard you fart in a hotel room. That that was uh, one of my <laughs> proudest moments. I don't like, wow. I don't remember this, but I'm oh, sure you're like, making it up right now. No. Nick can rip him. I was like okay. wow, Nick can really rip him. Um, it right, wow. break This the is top fast push. is like not
0: realizing that he's still here for another week and that we don't do the <laughs> vulgarity. And he's like, oh, it's slowly leaking out. Like, it knows the finish line is right there.
1: Speaking of slowly <laughs> leaking out, that's why I brought up the farts. Um, all it. right, so let's, let's Stop jump to the top 100 here. Uh, we're going to go one through this seven. This is why he's leaving, one.
0: guys. I'm just <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got fired. Too many fart jokes. One through seven, <laughs> Spencer Strider. No no changes whatsoever, really, in the top 10. But there is a new tier cutoff, right? There's a new tier cutoff. Um, this is tier one, one through seven, Spencer Strider, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Kevin Gosman, Zach Gallon, Tyler Glasnow, and Zach Wheeler. What's it called and why is it called that?
0: Dude, I don't know. I don't know the one. Like, what's going to happen here is it's going to be flooding memories as I go through them. Like, oh, that is the top tier. That's the one. Sure. Yeah, You know, um, I think something that is really special for me that I will always uh, hold dear to me with you is uh, I'm just going to kind of wrap it together. You winning okay. that FSWA for CSW. Mm, that was um, a good one. That's that to me was because that's you know, like like CSW came around. And I was just like, yeah, look at this thing, whatever. And it wasn't until you in 2019 were like, hey, Nick, like, let's. No, let's do something. I was like, I don't want to, I don't have time for this. So you <laughs> not only like did it, but you did it so well and killed it and like really understood, you know, its importance and, and paved the way for it all. And then winning an FSWA for it and just that was such a huge thing. And it was so great because it was me and you doing that, right? Mm. That was like a together thing. Um, and I feel like for many people, that is what we are to them is like, oh yeah, no, they, oh, oh yeah, CSW, whatever. I mean, somebody mm-hmm. even joked last week, like who gets custody of CSW, right? Um, so I get that, I mean,
1: Yeah, right. You get weekends. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that works for me. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there on Monday. Um, but yeah, to me, that's like, that's, that has to be up there. I'm sure there are many others again that are going to be there, but I mean, yeah, that's just the rock that's always going to be there for you.
1: That's very lovely. And anything to mention about any? So, we don't have to get pitcher specific because, as we mentioned, no changes in the top 10 here, but there was a tier change. You did lower the tier. Well, I don't want to say you lowered the tier a little bit. You added pitchers to this sure. tier. I believe Zach Wheeler, Tyler Glass, now Zach Gallen, and Kevin. No, Kevin Gosman was there, I believe. I think It was oh, just yes. those last three.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Gosman's just so good.
1: Talk about that then. I mean,
0: I feel like Gallon after taking down an elite offense uh, and then Glasnow has just been so good and Wheeler's been so good. It's just these are the ones that you know they aren't going to lose or ace is going to ace. You just know they yeah. aren't. Um, and, yes, Strider has been phenomenal, but I just kind of felt, yeah, these others have been great. And I do want to mention that this is the last week of the traditional list. Uh, I was really tempted to do it this week too, but I'm in California and I don't have my battle station. It takes longer, et cetera. But next week will be the schedule-focused edition of the list. If you haven't been uh, following Pitcher List, next week, instead of me doing just a generic if it's draft day, rest of the season rank, I actually take all of the matchups the rest of the year. And then, based on the matchups left, I make a new list. It's much more focused on the schedule than it is the actual skill set. If you... If you look at the list now, for the most part, it's just a skill set, but then it just changes. Like, look, you get more starts, and you get to face this offense while the other guy has to deal with three against the Rangers in Atlanta and so on. That's a huge deal in September. So this is the last one of this. And it's, I felt like, you know what, Gallen, Glasnow, Wheeler, you get this last little gift.
1: Yeah, it allows you to really just focus on winning your leagues too, which is, you know, what it's, what it's kind of all about. Um let's look at tier 2 here, 8 through 11. Pablo Lopez, Max Scherzer, Blake Snell, no changes there like I said in the top 10. But Freddy Peralta jumps 8, highest spot uh, on the list of the year at 11. What's it called and why is it called that? Man. Um I'm going to go
0: to I uh, uh, I'm going to go to kind of just like Spring Training 2020. Um there's like a collection here. It's like, I remember being at the the spring training facility with you uh, on a Friday at like 1 p.m., mm-hmm. drinking a beer in my left hand, doing like the five minutes of work I had to do for that week in my right hand. It's like 72 degrees outside. <laughs> we just had this incredible interview with Jameson Tyone. Mm-hmm. And it was this feeling of like, we're, we got this we're going we're to do all this. I <laughs> remember like we, we took the wrong road to the, the conference after, like we went over the bridge accidentally
1: Oh and you, were, yeah.
0: and you were so upset. You're like, oh my God, it's like 30 minutes out of the way. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe we so just got pissed. this great interview. Yeah. <laughs> I so and, I, and then we got to see Matthew Boyd the next day and I called him a Boyd boy to his face. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, that's also- the good stuff
1: we took a red, like a red eye and no, the flight was like delayed and we got in super late. Yeah. We had to we drive the like Kristen's 3 parents out. Yeah. We, drove oh, to right, that's we got house right. super early. Yeah. That was, that was a wild was, trip. Um, wonderful. I, Very fond memories. So we we talked a little bit about Freddie Peralta in the most recent episode. But I mean, listen, we have to we have to talk about him jumping to the highest spot of the year. So when I believe when we discussed him last, he had just come off that start against Texas, where he kind of dominated them over five and two thirds with 11 K's. Then he goes to San Diego, which is a better offense than their record would indicate they have a very very positive run differential nine k's he's not able to give you the the quality start just going five and two thirds but two on runs two uh three walks excuse me just kind of pound on the top of the zone with the four seamer picking up a 30 percent csw on six whiffs and seven called strikes also getting seven whiffs on that changeup, which was just like perfectly dotted at the bottom of the zone what was it about this one performance that had you thinking okay it's time for him to go up
0: i mean it's really not just one performance. Uh, it's forty six strikeouts in five games. It's fifty nine in his last six. It's truly remarkable. And if you've been following Freddie Peralta through the year, it was really tough in the beginning, but he's been an absolute ace for you for the last like I want to say two months. And to see just incredible strikeout performance day after day, great whips as well. This is the classic Freddie Peralta, and he's really turned it on to the point of like, yeah, man, I I just expect you to dominate now, and that's what the Ace is a Ace uh, label is all about. So. Props to you, Freddie Peralta.
1: Anyone else in this tier you want to talk about before we go to the next one?
0: Oh, I don't know. Pablo Lopez just didn't do it against the Rangers, but whatever. Blake Snell uh, did well again today. And it's kind of weird because I did the list at my normal hours, but that means it's three hours later um, than usual, which meant that sure. I had to incorporate a lot of games from today. And Blake Snell did fine enough, so I didn't change his ranking based on today's. So it was just normal, normal stuff there.
1: Okay. Let's go to the next tier then, tier three, which is 12 through 20. Uh, we're talking Clayton Kershaw up 3 to 12, followed by Brandon Woodruff, Max Fried, Sandy Alcantara down 3 to 15, George Kirby, Corbin Burns, Julio Urias at 18, followed by Kodai Senga up 6 to 19, and Zach Eflin up 1 to 20. What's it called and why is it called that?
0: You know, um, I think the number one OTC moment we've ever had was calling Justin Mason as he's going through the tunnel uh, about <laughs> Caleb Smith. I <laughs> mean, am I, am I, I, I wrong about that, this? Though. How yeah, could you forget was, about dude. that? <laughs> that, was, that was unbelievable. That was really, really good. Oh yeah.
1: So that's uh, that that's gotta be it. Okay, let's let's talk about a guy that we haven't really talked about much at all this year, and that's Clinton Kershaw, who jumps up three to twelve. He gets the kind of weather shortened start on Thursday against the Guardians. Looking very good before that, but it was just two innings with no walks and four Ks. He hadn't recorded uh, a game with more than five strikeouts since the beginning of June. Uh, obviously, there's an IL stint there, but since he's been back, back-to-back five-inning games, just 2Ks, 4Ks, obviously limiting the pitches a little bit. Are you just assuming, okay, moving forward, they're going to uh, you know, let off the lead a little bit here?
0: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, you know, you could I could see someone saying, Look, you should put him back underneath Woodruff and Freed. I'm like, Yeah, that's probably fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not not really a big deal. I, I expect Kershaw, Woodruff, Freed, Alcantara, Kirby to really be considered aces as, as soon as next week, but we won't have this to be assigning it anymore, unfortunately. Um but yeah, he's Tatiaga, he's doing great.
1: And then we should, you know, do a quick hit on, on Kodai Senga, who jumps up six spots and has been one of the one of the bright spots for the Mets this season. Uh, what did you see from Kodai Senga recently that had you jumping him up?
0: Senga's just been killing it. I mean, I, I it, again, just like Peralta, he's been absurdly good um, the past, what, two, three months. I remember in June taking a step back. Actually, I guess it was early July taking a step back. I'm like, wait a second. Like, Senga's been way better than i would been getting him credit. A ton of strikeouts. And now, he, I mean, he hasn't really slowed down. The only reason he's not as high or does not have the aces getting ace label is because I don't really trust the cutter and four seamer as much as the results have been. I'm a little more skeptical of it, but the Ghost Fork has done its job here. And it's really hard to deny starting Senka pretty much in all situations moving forward.
1: Okay. Anyone else in this tier that you want to hit upon before we go to the next tier?
0: Oh, I don't know. Uh, Corbin Burns and Julio Urias just did poorly, but whatever. And, uh, Zach Eflin is still the rock. So, I mean, I feel I I really lifted Eflin and Senka into this tier because I felt, yeah, you're just starting those guys and Burns is better than his last start. Same
1: with Urias. Okay. Well, that's good because I want to get to this next year because it's chock-a-block with, uh, with <laughs> plenty of interesting names. <clears throat> we got a chonker here. Uh, this is Tier 4. This is 21 through 34. So we are talking Logan Webb, Justin Verlander, Kyle Bradish continues to rise up at 23, followed by Aaron Nola. Unbelievable that Kyle Bradish is ahead of Aaron Nola. absolutely love it. Followed by Tarek Skubel at 25, Logan Gilbert, Grayson Rodriguez at 27, Yuri Perez up 7 to 28, followed by Sonny Gray, Yusek Kikuchi, Meryl Kelly coming off one of the most dominant starts of his career at 31. He jumps up eight, followed by Jesus Cezardo at 32. Today's cover athlete on the list, Cole Reagans of 20 to 33, and Joe Ryan returning on the list at 34. What's it called and why is it called that?
0: Man, this is a, uh,
1: it's getting tough
0: now fast because, I mean, there are a lot of like little moments of how we are just like, wonderful, but those are those big boys. Uh, I'm sure they're like, tw- I'm like getting I don't, nervous that I'm forgetting all of these. Like you forgot the Caleb Smith thing. I'm sure there are many that you have there. Like Nick, are you going to mention that one or what? Like, I don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, there have been a lot of sentimental things that FAS has done for me that I just still can't believe. Like random staff gifts. Like you should not have done any of that. Okay, you know what I'm talking. Oh, yeah. about. you should have never. Yeah, have done we got you on PlayStation. Yeah, we what? Why? <laughs> yeah, and you got me a Devin Townsend signed the guitar. Like, why yeah, did you do that? that? You good. should never have done that.
1: You know, that was good. what the
0: heck? And like, turn you know all of that. I mean, I I guess the one that I went to for this in my head was I think it was such a fantastic moment. If you guys don't know this thing, and during COVID, um, you know, obviously Pitchless was hurting. Right, we were, I, uh, you know, we were in the red. Uh, for a while mm-hmm. and we thought like what can we do because it's fun and we still want to try and do stuff and fast was like look i want to cover the kbo i really really badly want to do that and i was like, oh yeah that's fantastic great and go and do it and I, I had a lot of pushback against it because i knew that it wouldn't be successful from a like business mm-hmm. standpoint and it wasn't and, and it I wasn't look at like, the actual <laughs> dimes you know nickels and dimes or whatever like that it, it, it just wasn't at the same time the reason Fast pushed for it is because yes, but we will, you know, this will be a great thing for us to do. And what happened? Fast decided to go to not decided. It, the whole chain of events is actually pretty awesome, right? Mm-hmm. You were able to reach out to Dan Straley
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and talk about his time in the KBO. Then I then because of that, Buchiambi listened mm-hmm. to this. Because he was preparing to try and be a good announcer, because that's Buchiame. Uh, mm-hmm. He was just like, "All right, yeah, I'm just I'm going to listen to this one podcast on Dan Straley that's out there," and he mentioned it on ESPN's broadcast of the KBO, which was like, "What?" Mm-hmm. And and then you, of course, this is Fast is so unbelievably good at this. I I I don't have the ability to like reach out and ask like, "Hey, do you want to come on this?" Fast does it in such a wonderfully gentle way that everyone says yes all the time and so he asked Boog to come on he did he was was great great cast it was was so good it was one of those casts like Boog is like it was such a great look into how difficult it was for them because they're not at the stadium you know this is Mm -hmm. new to them and they're trying as hard as they can to do it and obviously they killed it with what they had it was just a great peek at that and then of course Fast develops a relationship with Boog because duh (laughs) To the point, this is where we're getting to. Fast is on the ESPN broadcast in the morning for KBO. He's literally yeah. on it on ESPN. Yeah. And you gave me the dream I have when I was seven years old. All I want, Dad, is for my name to be spoken on ESPN. Now, at the time, I wasn't thinking that it would be in the context of, I think Nick Pollock should do Love is Blind. <laughs> but you know what? You don't get to pick your wins in life. <laughs> oh, that is really good stuff. So, so yeah, that uh, that is the gift that Alex Fast is, and to me, that was one of those great just, I don't know, man. I, I, I got up and watched that, and it was, uh, it just blew me away.
1: So yeah, that nice. that has to be
0: on here. Oh
1: man, that was unbelievable. Speaking of unbelievable, we have to talk about Merrill <laughs> Kelly at at uh, uh, rising eight to thirty one. Just thinking about how far he has come, right? I mean, this is now two of his last three starts with double digit strikeouts, and this start against Cincinnati was absolutely masterful. Yeah, I mean, it was the 45% CSW was the fifth highest of of the season of any starter who threw a minimum 50 innings. It was a career high for him. It was actually the only time he had surpassed a 40 CSW. And it was just a mix of called strikes on the four-seamer and whiffs on the change-ups. And it was, I mean, it was a beauty to behold. And I think he had some cramping, if I recall correctly, which is why he was pulled with 86 yeah. pitches because he, he had another inning in him. He could have gone the eighth. Um, he didn't even get the win, which is insane because he like never gets any run support. <laughs> but what did you see uh, uh, you know, from Merrill Kelly in that start um, that had you saying, yep, okay, we're, we're just going to keep bumping him up here?
0: It's kind of funny. I can tell who Fast is going to talk about because you just see his tweets. Uh, we just see Fast's tweets. <laughs> You know, and there it is. Uh, yeah, you were really freaking out about this, when you were you were DMing me uh, during it. Uh,
1: it was great start. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, Meryl it was Kelly... great start. It was great start. <laughs> uh, Rene Descartes talked to um, uh, decker I did it again. I did it again yeah. fast. I love. I want. What? It's a wonderful name. It's Deckard. Um. Yeah. And but anyway, I'm sorry. Rene talked to Meryl Kelly about uh the changes he's made and I think I may even made it uh talked about this last week but yeah the, the new change up grip that he's had last two years um cool. has really made a difference and it's just you know he had that one stumble against the Padres but fine Merrill Kelly go ahead I still have a little question about you know he he's definitely one of those gestalt guys and I gestalt being like a whole is bigger than the sum of its parts um, mm-hmm. which I believe gestalt is. I don't know. Um, I just remember in psychology of like the dancing light is just a product of an illusion. Uh and are you okay? The... No. <laughs> What's happening? You know, like the light that goes around a sign, you know, it's like, hey, yeah. it's a flashing yeah. light that's you follow around, but individually it's just one light on and off. But you as a sure. your brain, you translate it as a moving light. And that's okay. gestalt theory, from what I remember from my perception class in freshman year at Brandeis. Uh okay. Is that, and that's like the whole is bigger than some of the parts, right? And that's what it is with Kelly. And I generally undervalue those guys because okay. I find it as more of a, um, uh, a bridge that's ready to collapse often. Um, if one thing goes, it's not just, okay, we're just a little bit worse. You no, know, the whole package drops out, right? Uh, yeah. So I still feel that a little bit with Merrill Kelly. At the same time, there is nobody in your league that is going to not start Merrill Kelly moving forward, right? Like, you just yeah. do it every time. So, I have him higher up based on that a little. And I know that sounds silly, but it's kind of almost like a season-long burgers rule in that way. I do yeah. think he's not going to get drafted very highly next year. And I'm still kind of in on that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, wonderful stuff from Merrill Kelly. You'd love to see it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm buying the swing and miss that he has this year, so I don't know. I might be I might be a little in there. Um. Real quick, too, because there's other guys that I want to talk about here. I'm excited for you to watch Grayson Rodriguez start tonight because oh, nice. I think you'll be really into what he did with his heater. He had this – I want you to – you You actually might like this a lot. There was a good moment – this kind of made me think of you – where Aww. he had like a 98, 99-mile-an-hour – four seam that he threw That's to Luis it. uh Robert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it buzzed him up at the chin. Like he just mm. lost it. He just completely lost it. And he like turned around in disgust on the mound. Like it was clearly not intentional. He just lost this four seamer. And I believe it was either a two two or actually no it was a full count if I recall correctly. You'll have to let me know when you watch it. And his slider was working, his changeup still a little inconsistent, but he was like, you know what? No. I'm, I'm getting that pitch. And he threw this 99 mile an hour heater that went right in on the hands. And it was a strike 99% of the time until Mm -hmm. it was a ball. And even if it, even if he made any contact, that bat is shattering into a million pieces and he's not doing anything with it. And he just stuck his hands in. And it was a strike, and it was gorgeous. It was absolutely Oh, that sounds gorgeous. lovely.
0: I love that fact. You just introduce something to ensure that I do it, kind of like a pop quiz. Later, was it a two-two count? Was it a three-two count? <laughs> to make sure I watch it. Now, okay. No, that sounds great. Uh It's funny. I also, I, I wrote did. in the notes. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I wrote him as instead of G Rod, I wrote him as Grod. <laughs> <laughs> I am Grod. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to do that now, Um, Grod. Um, and of course, there is also uh, Cole Reagan's here uh, at three fast. I mean, do the you Reagan's agree with rant. this?
1: Do the you, Reagan's do rant. Agree, do you agree with, you you agree with Cole Reagan's at thirty-three? Tell you me know my thoughts on it. No, I don't. No, I don't. Why not? Um, you know my thoughts on it. It's the same thing. I, I I really have any. I really have trouble believing that he is going to be able to get any consistency in that organization. Now, the counterpart is. He did it against Oakland, but he's got Pittsburgh next. Pittsburgh's a better offense. But, like, I just – I was not as blown away by that Cubs start. I mean, I love the way he ended and the way he executed there. But I just don't know – I'm sticking to my guns of not really trusting that the Royals are going to be able to maximize on him Mm -hmm. outing in and outing out. And while I do think that he is an exciting top 50 arm, I don't think 33 makes that in. Enough, but uh, sure. I can see where you're coming from for sure. But let's yeah. hear. I, I like the the patent Ra- reagan's Regan's rant. So let's <laughs> go ahead and do
0: it. Well, first of all, pew pew pew, because that's what we do when we fire the ray guns. Um, so i i don't want to I don't want to talk too much about the things I, I like. Eno shared some really interesting things about reagan's with me that I don't want to stay on this because that's his thing mm. to share. um But awesome stuff. I liked it. It was fun. It makes me a little bit more um, confident moving forward. I mean, at the, the, the end of the day, like the, it's, I think it's pretty straightforward with me. There are a lot of times I get excited about young guys, and it's about one pitch or two pitches. Oh, man, he has this really good slider and really good four-seamer, and those two combined are really, really good, and maybe he has this curve, too, or something like that, and that's great. And I just consistently watch Regans, and it's, it's just a four-seamer that's amazing and well-spotted. It's a cutter that comes in and nullifies anyone that's trying to cheat on that a little bit. It's a slider that misses a ton of bats. It's a changeup that has what a 23% swing strike right now and a curveball that has a ginormous called strike, uh, called strike rate. And it's five. Mm. It's five. And I'm not saying with this rank that he's immune to the floor of the next month. Absolutely not. And I, I I really battled with it because if you look at the next tier, I mean, I don't really trust anyone in here, maybe Bryce Miller, to get. 10 strikeouts in a game um, moving forward. And Regan's has done it twice, three times now Um, a ton. I mean, it's, it's also a great schedule for him moving forward. I I, look at tier five. Justin Steele's command is a little bit wonky right now. Bryce Miller. We've seen the floor Uh, Tanner Bybee. I don't believe in his repertoire nearly as much Bobby Miller. We know the potential of it, but he hasn't come together fully. Andrew Abbott has been good and bad lucas giolito yeah not that great tonight and lance lane we know that the the secondaries are inconsistent and we don't really know that's what we're dealing with you know and when you compare it to that if you just say the the number 33 it's different but this is why cole reagan's is at the bottom of this one and the thing is it's the tier of they feel like aces but aren't and oh boy i mean he feels like an ace i this is me kind of going out on a limb a little bit more but man oh man oh war does he does he look good
1: yeah, God, I guess something just completely slipped my mind about what you were just talking about because I was thinking about Lucas Di because we, we're going to get to him in the next year. But I hear what you're saying. It, it's, it's very valid stuff, and I'll be curious to see where he goes next I'll year. I'll put it for this for way sure. fast.
0: It's only a month left. It's next week. Mm-hmm. Do you start Cole Reagans? Uh, I think it's against Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh or do okay. you start any of those other guys I just mentioned in
1: Tier 5? In tier no, I go I mean, I probably go. I need well, to see right. what the matchups were, but you probably go with him.
0: And that's the thing, it's like it's September now.
1: Yeah. You know? Like it, it's
0: yeah. Oh, that's what it. I was
1: gonna tell you. That's what I was gonna yeah. tell you. Um back I I in my hometown league. You know, everyone has a hometown league that they want to win more than any other league because their friends are the most annoying people in the world. Yeah. Um I've had him uh for a couple of weeks now. I got him as soon as he was uh, traded. And was going to get a start. And back-to-back weeks from my opponents, I've gotten texts that says, what is Cole Reagans? Because, so, <laughs> because they are so mad that they look at the points and it's like 35 points, 38 points. And they're like, what is this? And what, someone said to me, like, I will quit the league right now if you can tell me what Cole Reagans is. And, you know, That's since so we're obsessed, funny. I was like, he was a Texas Ranger, blah, 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 and high upside and got traded, blah, 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 And they were like, whatever, I don't care. I just can't believe this is happening. Um, we've got so many other pitchers to to get to, and we are going to get to them, including that Tier 5, uh, as soon as we get back in this break.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Must be 18 year older, 19 year older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21 year older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call one 877 8 hope In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789.
2: Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. We're back
1: tier five here. We hit on them really quickly, but let's go through them again. 35 through 40. Bryce Miller, Justin Steele, Tanner Bybee up six to 37. Bobby Miller uh, up up three, excuse me, to 38. Andrew Abbott and Lucas Giolito. What's it called and why is it called that?
0: Oh, man. Um, you know, I just got to say, uh, I can't think Alex fast enough. You know, we were in, it was 2020. The, the world was a confusing, terrifying place. And what does he do one week after baseball shuts down he gives all of us the gift of Arizona cha-cha-cha. <laughs> okay. Great. Great. Perfect. <laughs> and why is it this tier? Why these people? Well, I mean, you know, it has their ups and downs, you know. Sometimes you're just sick of it fast, you sure, know? Sure. 100%. You're just absolutely like how how is this my life right now? You know? I'm with you. I think that's but great. I mean, at the same time you realize that like you know what? All press is good press and you got more attention from that and people were in on it and all of a sudden there's an inside joke with you and it's Justin Mason's ringtone and it's just, it's a great time. And by the way, huge, huge thank you to Justin Mason and Daniel Salinger. I stayed with them in San Francisco for a few days. I, the best hosts. I mean, I cannot express this enough. Their two, uh, their two children are just the greatest kids. Um, really just a wonderful time, so thanks, thanks to them, seriously. Uh, Danielle drove me all the way to the airport and very all lovely. of that, Good people. but uh, but yeah, yeah, cha 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 fast, it's still there. You gave We're us trip
1: you actually like gave it to us. I did, I did, I gave it to you on a silver platter. Speaking of ups and downs, let's talk a little bit about Lucas Giolito because he rose 12. I imagine that was before this outing. Um, nope. I mean. It wasn't, so were you no. just really into the increased velocity? Is increased that velocity,
0: held, holding at 94. Uh, the changeup had 11 whiffs in this one, too. He allowed a two-run shot to to Harper. That wasn't a good pitch, but whatever. Um, I think it was a two-run shot. That, um, that home
1: run should have counted twice how far yeah, that ball yeah, was. Yeah, I actually
0: started a really fun conversation with Alex Chamberlain and Kyle Bland and me about mistake pitches and all of that, and we we'll have more to share about that another time. Um, but Lucas Giolito... I think is still really good. And I, again, I looked at tier six and there are a lot of question marks. I mean, I really like doing it like these with these tiers because if you really don't like certain, uh, I don't know, um, labels or uh, certain ways like pitchers are, like they're just volatile, but they have this high upside or if you want more of a stable thing, you can just change them. That's like a modular list almost. Mm. And I felt that Lucas Giolito shouldn't be part of that tier six. He is a step above tier seven as well. Um, because of that floor that is very similar to Tier 7 and I think has a higher upside to achieve. So I'm still a fan of Lucas Giolito.
1: Okay. Um, You kind of already hit on a bunch of these guys, so anything else that you want to talk about? Anyone else in this tier? No, next! (laughs) <laughs> okay, great. Let's move to tier 6 here, 41 through 48. Lance Lynn, James Paxton, Kenta Maeda, and Framber Valdez all fall uh down to 41 through 44, followed by Chris Sale who stays at 45, Carlos Rodon at 46, Gavin Williams at 47 and Hunter Green at 48. What's it called and why is it called that? Fast, I'm going to ask you to do one now. I feel like you got to be involved in this. Um yeah, sure. The 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 greatest
0: I mean, this is a would, volatile one,
1: right? That's what this yeah. is a cherry bomb tier. <laughs> no, oh, it's a cherry bomb tier. Oh, I would say it is the birth and iteration of the talking pitching series because we had some that were like, "Oh my god, like we want to be best friends." Yeah, that
0: was really cool.
1: Yeah, we want yeah. we want to be best friends with this person, and then we had one or two where we were like, "That guy's kind of boring." Um, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> But we, <laughs> so there, that's why it's a, it's a cherry bomb, so that's why I'm calling it that. We, oh, there's a man. few things we should get to in this tier. One, we should talk about the, the kind of fall of, of um Kenta Maeda, but two, we should also kind of talk about um, Carlos Renan, so four and two thirds, two run runs, two walks, seven Ks, uh, which is, I believe, a uh, season high, which makes sense. He's had like fewer than 10 starts. Um, <laughs> actually, this is kind of surprising, really, when you think about it. If you would have said that it would have taken, you know, seven starts to get seven Ks and that would have been yeah. his best performance, you probably would have been like, oh, something's terribly wrong. But what did you see from Carlos Renan in that most recent performance against the Rays where he struggled early, but bounced right. back uh, that had you thinking, OK, it's time to bump him up?
0: 18 whiffs and the fact that he was able to turn to a slider and get a lot of strikes with it um mm. i i am going to hold pat here that carlos Rodon lucky has not pat. all of a sudden yeah pat is lucky guy with great hugs you know um <laughs> but uh wow you guys were always like nick makes the worst jokes i'm like no 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 when fast gets in there he gets in hard
1: uh oh, oh my gosh <laughs> oh there it is jeff zimmerman that <laughs> one was for you my friend jeff no! that is the final no! goodbye <laughs> there it oh, is oh you're welcome fast i guess i don't
0: know okay um, <laughs> anyway with Carlos or i very much believe that we see this all the time from guys they they need to shake off rust they need to get their groove Generally, we see at the beginning of the year and then eventually they just turn the leaf and bam, there they are for the rest of the year. We just don't have enough time this season. And if you let's say Rodan never went on the I.L. and was just OK, these are his starts in the middle of May. you're Like, what do we do, Nick? I'm like, I'm going to say we hold on to him. It's getting better and so on and so forth. It's like Charlie Morton has been in the past or Kenta of this year or uh, Lance Lane in seasons and so on and so forth. We see this consistently. Um, where guys have these weird times and then they revert it, so I feel like that's the case with Carlos Redon, especially considering that the four seamer itself is still ninety five ninety six. It's not going back down to ninety three ninety four like his mm. pre breakout times. Ninety three point five is actually what he averaged on his fastball all of last year. So I'm I'm still a believer in this, um, and I feel like if you have him, it should be much better in September than
1: it has been. Okay. Um, let's talk real quick back into Maeda then. I mean, it, it wasn't the prettiest start, but it wasn't terrible against Milwaukee. The splitter was still there too. So what was it that had you dropping him? Uh, what was it? 16 spots down to 43.
0: I just I just think that Maeda has been, for three straight starts now, um, been a lot worse with the slider. And without that slider really being the foundation for him, it doesn't, it doesn't really work as well um you have you have the splitter which yeah you need that splitter to get some whiffs you need to get some today which is really good to see but without the without the uh the slide actually, i apologize i was thinking of a different start two for 17 on the splitter and 12 percent csw on it. it did get some outs but the slider went one for 14 was only 21 percent used and essentially really the splitter and slider in this one were not nearly as good thus he went with the four seamer often and the four seamer is not Maeda's bread and butter, right? It's really about the splitter and slider, and the four series you're supposed to sneak in there, like me trying to steal a cookie when it's first made. And it's, you know, that's not the way that Maeda is supposed to be there. Um, I, there's this old joke, and I'm not going to say it, but I just think of it every single time. I uh, don't eat those. Uh, that's for the funeral. Is the punchline. Um, and you know the joke I'm talking about, okay? But anyway, I uh, Maeda to me is not the guy he was. Right now at the end of uh, when he came back from the IL. Still good and could return to it. But we've seen this now for three starts. And three starts is where you start to get a little bit iffy. So
1: I brought him down into tier six. Lovely. Um, There's one person I'm looking right now to see where he is. Because he's someone we're going to have to talk about. And he is not... On the list, so we're going to go to him real quick. He will be next week because Kyle Harrison right now is. Oh
0: no, I took him off. Oh, is he's dealing so much right
1: now? Oh man, yes, he, he has nine Ks through four yeah. innings. Is he uh, out of the game? A, no, he's not. With a fifty oh percent CSW, fifty uh, percent CSW through four innings. Four innings pitch, no okay. one runs, one hit, no walks, so, nine. So Ks. I mean, obviously, oh I'll talk God. about
0: this in the roundup. Um <laughs> with, 56 with Kyle Harrison.
1: pitches, 9 yeah. Ks.
0: So, so here's what I saw and everything that I've seen from the minors as well um, about Kyle Harrison and why he's off the list. Kyle Harrison has had really, really bad control. Uh, and even in that first start, I saw a lot of indications that it's just inconsistent mechanics, and it's just going to be really hard for him to be anything more than a cherry bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is also including the fact that he is not, and he still hasn't, I mean, it's four innings right now. He has not pitched five innings the entire season, including the minors. And that's a product of inefficiency and a product of just kind of how they've treated Cal Harrison. So you throw those things together and you get a guy that, I mean, as far as this week was going, like it was capped at five innings and probably lots of walks. And it's really nice to see this is obviously the upside of him. The four-seamer is really, really, really good when it's near the zone, right? when he's able to throw a breaking ball for a 64% CSW, yeah, that's insane. Not at all something that I would bank on on a given night. I'd say that's mm. way underneath the halfway point of 50% of it happening, right? So Cal Harrison, ah, I, even after this, I'm going to say, okay, that's nice. That's really great for those that went after it against the the Reds, but man, you're not going to be on the But he'll be on the list. He'll be, he'll yeah, be the he has to be. 80s. Right, but he's yeah. such a cherry bomb. It's going to be We've seen this before from a lot of guys, like Andrew of that night, right? Mm. Um and it's then like the next time he goes three innings and like six hundred runs or something. And I don't really think that Kyle Harrison is that different.
1: Okay. Let's let's go to the next tier then, uh tier six, forty one through forty eight. Um, no, excuse me. Uh, tier 7, 49 through 57. uh Chris Bassett down three. Jose Barrios also down three at number 50, followed by Jordan Montgomery, Eduardo Rodriguez, Charlie Morton up four to 53. Brian Bayo at 54. Kyle Hendricks, Michael Walker and Seth Lugo rounding out the tier. What's it called? Why is it called that? Or is it my turn again?
0: No, 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 no. It's, we're going to alternate now. OK, okay uh, we'll alternate, yeah. so I'm going to say us talking to David Cohen, man. Um. Mm. That was that was an achievement for us. Yeah, that I mean, was that This is 2019. Really I don't remember how it started. I mean, I, I you know, I Cohen had followed me and I think you got the idea to reach out because he had this book that came out. Is that right? Or hmm. he interacted with us once? He I might have remember. sent me a,
1: a DM, I think. Um about CSW I, asking about it. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, okay. "Hey, by the way, we have this podcast Would you be interested." Yeah. Um, very kind human being and said yes yeah david
0: cohn's the greatest
1: as you know
0: much better than i do now having worked with him so much uh and he's you know so so you were like nick we can't invite him to your apartment (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i was like but it's a really nice apartment (laughs) fest right i can't just like set up the what we used to do i used to take in like a table together with alex and we would it was the whole thing so we went to the city I think it was Gotham podcasting studio.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
0: And they have this nice set of the whole thing there. And it, it was fun. Was like, oh, yeah, we'll put your logo on the TV. I'm like, OK, we're not recording. It's great. Thank you. But it feels special. right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, that was amazing. I remember I know you don't remember this. I do. Right before we were starting to record, I was like, I'm not going to wear the headphones because I don't really want them. And then the person says, all right, quiet, everybody. And I speaking to them, I like, all right, you know, what? I'm going to put them on, you know. And like Cohen gives me a look of like, what? Who is this guy? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to start this I podcast, and I'm just like embarrassed. No, of course that. you don't, but I do because that's emotions. That. Um, yeah, but it was it was such a good pod. I mean, it was really uh, Cohen was incredible. gave us so much insight. Um, and it was just so fun just to be in a room where we could just uh, hang out and, and talk about baseball together and like feel respected by my childhood childhood hero. And yeah. it it was amazing. We did the pitch grips after with him. He was so kind to do that with us. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, what's actually really funny, Fast. I know this is just going to be a ramble podcast. I remember talking to him about at the end, because, of course, I was just rambling and trying to talk anything to David Cohen. I got two seconds left and I'm just going to say everything I can think of. And uh, I I brought up to him that I wanted MLB to embrace live streaming from content creators. Mm. being like because he was an announcer and he still is and like yeah. man would be really cool if you could just independently be an announcer for a game without the broadcast you know you be it and he's like uh-huh that sounds cool <laughs> that's great and He's really like being super kind about me doing that and now that's what we do with playback.tv and if you're not that's signed up for cool. that you shouldn't do it playback.tv slash pitch we are hosting one tomorrow night or tuesday night with austin Bristow. so uh so definitely tune in for that but yeah that was that was such an awesome moment sharing that with you
1: that was that was a top moment for sure. Um, speaking of top moments, it wasn't necessarily a top moment for Seth Lugo, but it was a very good start against Miami. It was six innings pitched, one walk, three hits, no one runs, and four strikeouts. A little bit erratic, right? The the curveball, I don't think it was necessarily his best curveball. He still picked up seven whiffs on the night, you know, which is nice. No called strikes, but whatever. Seven whiffs on 26th thrown isn't terrible. Wasn't his best start overall, but there was, uh, you know, he he accomplished it, right? I mean, like, oh, I should say this. It was a great start by the box score. It wasn't his best start in terms of executing. What have you seen recently from Seth Lugo that has you putting him uh, at number 57 and up six?
0: Uh, he hasn't changed. I mean, the entire like tier seven uh, Bassett, Barrios, Montgomery, Eduardo Rodriguez, Bayo, Hendricks, Waka, Lugo. I don't think I changed their order from last week. Mm. Those guys are what they are. Bayo maybe not because it is a new slider they showed up with last time. I don't know if we buy it yet. One star is like, oh, that's interesting. I hope that sticks and is good. Um, but the rest of the guys, I mean, they're all the same. And then Charlie Martin just shoves in there being like, hey. We're like, oh, hi, whip. That is like, it, you know, he's like really cool. Then he turns and he has this, I don't know. It's like it's like part of his personality is just being really mean to you. We're like, hey, man, what's up with that? Don't be like that. Like Two-Face. Yeah, well, right. But I mean, I'm just saying it's like you think, you know, somebody and then all of a sudden they're just like really mean. I don't know where it's like, oh, man, I'm really sorry mm-hmm. about that. Gotcha. Like, okay, okay. All right. I think we're cool, Morton. Um, That's why he's there. But uh, but yeah, Lugo gotcha. is just who he is, you know? and that's, okay. that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a little peaks and valleys there. Is there anyone else in this tier that you kind of want to hit upon? Um, I think I
0: did. Um, because I want to. No, never mind. I'm not going to make that joke. Um, <laughs> but I. It's yeah. I mean, it, it, these are the guys. Like, it's kind of interesting to see that Bassett and Barrios are both opponent agnostic, which mm-hmm. means you aren't going to really alter your matchups based on, um, based on you're not gonna you're not gonna start them or not based on their matchup. I'm so sorry, and. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're an ace. It just means like it's fine. <laughs> it's always just fine. It's kind of weird to say that without being an ace, but that's just acid and embryos. That's all I got.
1: Okay. Um, I can't believe it, but we actually got through the top 50 before our second commercial break, but we're going to get through the final 40 or so pitchers right after this quick break.
2: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: We're back from our final commercial break as. Stop friends. it! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh all right great. let's go into tier eight here 58 through 64 graham ashcraft up 23 to 58 followed by john gray brian Woo, mitch keller up seven to 61 hunter brown uh, at 62 followed by dylan sees down seven to 63 and jack flaherty what's it called and why is it called that
0: i mean honestly it is my eighth tier of the night um, as they're coming down my face um
1: fast it's your turn it is my turn. Um, I would say so, but I need to know why these pictures are grouped so I can give it a proper theme. I mean, it is
0: a cherry bomb one, but do whatever you need to do.
1: Uh, okay. We could we can do a, a cherry bomb one. We can do um, much more, many, 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 many more peaks than valleys, but I'll say the first pitchcon, when you had that pitchcon idea and you were like, I was like, I don't know, it's going to be kind of tough. And you gathered, all of the best minds in the industry to first of all to do a mock draft. I remember when you were like, and I'm going to send mock draft invites to these dudes. and It was like the oh, yeah. biggest names. That in was the that was back
0: in like 2018 or something ridiculous. Yeah. When I called Steve Scott Bogman, Steve Bogman, because yes. I, in my infinite wisdom, which was really yeah, smart, because I'm like best friends with him now. That's great. And, and that was I be- up.
1: <laughs> all <laughs> before <laughs> we had any 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 comfort level whatsoever with you know Sarah's yeah. and even emailing him, we were like,
0: Oh my god, do yes. we
1: dare? um yeah. so there's a i'll, I'll see that
0: one I, I will mention do you remember the the video for pitchcon 2020
1: I don't remember for 2020 you're talking about the Avengers one yeah yeah so that was the, the first PitchCon. I made yeah by that by Josh was Perry. Josh
0: Sperry. oh my gosh and Josh said to me afterwards I'm never doing a video like this again that took so much time uh, uh, but it was unbelievable I, oh my god that was so I gave hilarious. a thank you
1: tweet to people after i when I was signing off or you know last week whatever and Josh was like why did you include me and I was like what? Why did I include you? You made <laughs> the greatest video I've ever seen. Um, all right, let's talk about some of the people in this tier. We're going to start with Graham Ashcraft, who jumps up, you know, considerably, uh, and that makes sense, right? I mean, not necessarily from the most uh, recent start yesterday against Arizona, but probably the start before as well, where he had 10 Ks against uh, the Angels last night was relatively good, though. Um, really, just kind of going cutter slider over the entire course of the game with 11 whiffs, excuse me, 11 called strikes in the cutter and eight whiffs on the slider. Overall, I mean, it's not a total surprise to see him predominantly go cutter and slider. It was more a surprise to see him throw just three sinkers on 91 pitches overall. As that was down 7%. Were you just like, all right, I like the fact that he's embracing this. Let's let's, let's stick with him.
0: I mean, he's a Vargas rule at this point. And yeah. every single week that he continues to succeed, pretty much going cutter, slider. Yeah, I have to keep lifting him up. If you have Graham Ashcraft right now, you are on top of the world. You're feeling so good, even though... It- what was it the uh the 10 array that he had for a month uh cool. which was just insane or cross 10 games or something so dumb like that um so yeah ashcraft is you're it's kind of like one of those guys you're just not going to put him on your bench at the moment however yep. you also don't know how much longer this will last so that's why he's in tier eight uh, i don't really have too much faith in the cutter command and that's what got him in trouble before so hopefully it's good hopefully it's working um, but, yeah,
1: top of tier Was there anything – so Brian Wu is going tonight. He's going against Oakland. He's doing quite well. He's through five with, I think, yes. just two hits, a walk, four Ks. A streamer tonight, um, baby. Let's go. <laughs> he also got squeezed a little bit in the fifth. He really should have had a, a, another strikeout, and who knows? He might – he'll probably end with more than four. Um, with that knowledge, does his ranking change for you at all, or what do you think? Not really. I mean,
0: I expected him to do well against Oakland here. Um, I really I did include also John Ray's start from today though um, that mm-hmm. was against the Mets and he looked great slider had a ton of whiffs once again the four seamer even got seven on its own and I've been saying that John Gray he normally goes through these peaks and valleys and when he was in the valley for so long I was like okay the peak the is peak. coming soon and we saw it slowly and steadily the fastball was getting better and better again we're back to it so I think if you have John Gray as well you're just going to keep rolling with him.
1: Okay. Anyone else in this tier before we move on to tier nine?
0: Mitch Keller is so weird, man. What, I, yeah. what is this? I don't get it. I mean, the Cutters, I guess, are now doing well, and he's had these two great starts because of it. And it's just, I don't know. Yeah, we go with Mitch Keller again. I don't know. Hunter Brown finally had, like, fastballs and curves that were good. Dylan Cease is an absolute atrocity. Um, But we do know the slider can be amazing. And when he does get the command, then there you go. And your boy, Jack Flaherty, I think he pitched better than the line suggested. Um, So I'm, I'm more encouraged about it.
1: Yeah, he stumbled a little bit at the end. I'm a little bit worried that they gave him some extra days rest considering his injury history, but we'll see what happens with him moving forward. Speaking of Orioles starters, we're going to go on to Tier 9 here. This is 65 through 78. Got another chonker here. Uh, 65, Dean Kramer up 8, followed by Aaron Savale, also up 8. So is Hyunjin Ryu. He's up 8, and so is Clark Schmidt, all up 8. 65 through 68 right there, followed by Christopher Sanchez. Javier Assad up 17. Brandon Williamson up 22. Mike Clevenger up 16 to 72, followed by... Jose Arcidi, JP France, Logan Allen, Jose Quintana up fifteen to seventy six, Wade Miley and rounding out the tier, Braxton Garrett at seventy eight. What's it called? And why is it called that? So
0: um, this is going to be two different moments for me, uh, and it's really just my appreciation, everybody, for for what Alex Fast has done, not just for the site, but for for me individually, um, just being the the rock as these pitchers have been for you. And, uh, there's one moment I remember, I, I say this one, uh, I don't mind sharing it. You're going to say like, Nick, you should never share this. I don't care. Um, <laughs> where it was us at first pitch Arizona. And for us <laughs> in 2019, um, it was, it was a big year for us. Right. Uh, Spora did me such an unbelievable solid of bringing me on regularly with the fireside chats. Um, and we, uh, we got a lot more influx that year. We had PL, um, kind of grow in just many ways in 2019. And we uh, we went to first pitch Arizona. We didn't know many people in the industry because we hadn't really met them in person, right? We were mostly just digital, and mm-hmm. we hadn't really had that chance. And uh, it was really great to meet a lot of these guys and to start to feel included. But I have social anxiety,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: I was you know I didn't really want to throw myself in there. I wanted to have like respect with it and not feel like I was there. You know, I had imposter syndrome as I still do, right? But mm-hmm. fast one day. In the hotel room, he goes to me and he says, no, no, Nick. No, 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 no. You're a big boy. <laughs> you sit at the big boy table now. I'm going to sit in the other table with the other guys. Don't hang out with with these people. Hang out with the big boys because you're a big boy and you need, the pitch staffs needs you to be a big boy right now for them. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's mm-hmm. the kind of rock that Fast is. The, the second one is making me go to the um, the Fangraphs meetup in 2016. It's the same kind of thing. Or like mm. I didn't know if I want to go. I was really intimidated. Oh my gosh, we'd only been around for like a year and a half. Really, as pitcherless, two years of pitcher gifts. I went to the wrong bar. <laughs> I don't know
1: if you remember that. Yeah, uh, I do. I remember waiting outside, being like, we're in it.
0: <laughs> and I was like, "Why didn't you go in?" Yeah, he's like, "I'm not going in without you." You know? Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> and
1: totally
0: because not. of that, because of that, because fast was like, Nick, you we are going to do this. I was like, I'm not ready. Like, oh, we're going to do this, Nick. We met Eno, and mm-hmm. Eno did this this wonderful kind thing of being like someone else came up to meet him. And I said, "Oh, by the way, do you know Nick Pollock? You know, we love what he's doing." I was like, "Oh," huh? mm-hmm. and uh, and then we met Spore for the first time. Then I think we met yeah. Colette. Then I uh, maybe not Colette. Then maybe it was another yeah. time, but I uh, we met we met just so many. I met Ted Berg there. I met uh, Mike Giannella then. Um, mm-hmm. Just it was amazing. Um, And because of that sport brought me to the event the next day in Staten Island. I met all these other incredible writers. Like it was the start of such an amazing bridge there and only happened because fast. It was that guy for, for me. Right. And all of the pictureless being that, that wingman you all want in your life. And then it became a point of like, well, now I'm just fast wingman, you know, like (laughs)
1: yes. now I'm just like the one
0: supporting fast, you know, like I'm happy to give it back in some ways and that. But, uh, but yeah, you've been that rock for, in so many ways. I so. appreciate
1: it. That's yeah. very kind of you. And it ha- but it happened for more reasons than that. Don't sell yourself short here. Um, let's uh, Speaking of not selling yourself short, Brandon Williamson did not sell himself short. And neither has he really been selling himself short much, aside from one blip against Toronto. Uh, six innings pitched and no one runs one walk. Six hits and six Ks in his most recent start against Arizona. 17 called strikes on the cutter. You just <laughs> don't long. see it happen. I mean, that's, I, I really wanted to drive yeah. that home because he threw, yeah, he threw 43 of them. But when you're yeah. talking about what is that, like, uh, like 40% of the pitches that he throws uh, were, were, were called strikes there, that's pretty remarkable. What have you seen from uh, Brandon Williamson that has you jumping him up considerably?
0: So there's two aspects here. There was one, um you know, something that really stuck with me that Eno said back in like 2019 at first pitch Arizona was adding a third pitch that is bad is good. Mm. And what I mean by that is we have this new changeup from uh, from Williamson that does not grade well. PLV hates it. Says it's mm. a bad pitch more times than not, right? 48% in this last start versus 33 quality pitch, right? But I think adding that on top of the extra velocity from the four seamer and cutter have then turned those pitches into... Very positive PLV pitches. I mean, that cutter in that one, 17 called strikes. you yeah, have 556 PLV, which is saying it's a e- quality pitch more times than not, right? It's 58% quality pitch. is so good. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm seeing from Williamson is like a steady Toby right now. I don't think he really has much whiffability, which is why that those six strikeouts not too believable at the same time. Last five starts have come with at least six strikeouts. Cubs, Marlins, Pirates, Jays, and now Arizona. That's pretty dang cool fast. Um, So he's he's rising up the ranks. I was tempted to even put him up a little higher. um, But, I, but at the end of the day, it's it's like a slightly better Wade Miley. I've always called him, that's been my comp, right? He's going a little bit harder than Wade Miley. The change up in, at the end of the day isn't really that great. So I do feel it's a good rhythm that he's in. Not really something that is, oh no, this is going to carry on for a long time now. But still... It's hard to deny that Williamson should be held on to your 12 numbers right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, give, a, give us a quick word before we move on to the next year about Javier Sod, who actually jumps up 17 spots as well.
0: His sinker and cutter, man. I love sinkers jamming guys inside, and then the cutter can just do whatever it wants, you know, and it's just kind of worked. Uh, it's nice pitching for the Cubs, too. So all of that has made him a really steady Toby for you as well. Mm-hmm. One of the few okay. words
1: I gave it to him. I actually, I know I was like, wow, it, it only took it the small gifts took I give you 407 podcasts. <laughs> but it was like, unbelievable. Uh, any other quick hits on any other people in this tier before moving on to or the Katie penalty? in France
0: are still good, they're on their Astros, and that's a good thing. I know Tenard runs, but they actually overworked him. Um, mm. They even came out and said we wouldn't have allowed him to stay in as long as they did, so you wouldn't be having any sort of bias against it. Quintana goes up only because he's one of the two bad oh. thirds away now. Right? Like he got rid of the Atlanta one. I don't want to start him for the Rangers, but after that, I'm very much in on him. So he raises up. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm so happy I get to do the uh, the theme oh, for this yeah? tier because oh, it's very fitting. Yeah, tier 10, 79 through 91. Um, Griffin Canning, unranked, now at 79, followed by Christian Javier, Jordan Wicks, and Tyler McGill, unranked, now at 81, 82. Dakota Hudson, Brady Singer, down 19 to 84. Bryce Elder, up 1 to 85. Tanner Houck, Severino, and Pepeo, all, de- all returned to the list. Reed Detmers, down 18. Brandon Fott, up 2 to 90. And Reese Olson previously unranked as well. This is one of the greatest memories I have of us together. Uh, uh, we're talking about guys appearing on the list either for the first time or for the first time in a couple of weeks, trying new things, doing new things. It's the first time you ever had a Big Mac, which was with oh my me gosh. in the airport. You gotta be kidding me, airport. fast! <laughs> I just, I, I it like, blew my mind that you. Were, <laughs> I was at that point with like a thirty-three-year-old man being like, "No, this is my first Big Mac," and I was like, "I've had McDonald's. A since I just never
0: had Big Mac." You know, I always, always get like a double cheeseburger or whatever it will be. Can't even say it right.
1: I've had McDonald's. I've never had Big Mac. I've never <laughs> had Big Mac. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe people
0: are starting to realize I'm not actually a human. Oh, no. I yeah, don't.
1: No. The veneer, it's <laughs> slipping. Um, all right. So there's a lot of guys who were previously um, uh, uh, non-on the list who have appeared. Is there any that's, st- I mean, you should probably talk about, let's start with Jordan Wicks. Jordan Wick- Actually, man, maybe we should start about Griffin Canning, What a fantastic start last night. Like, give me your thoughts on Griffin Canning. Give me your thoughts on Jordan Wicks.
0: Yeah, Griffin Canning got a lot of whips in the four-seamer all of a sudden, right? Isn't that cool? Mm. Um, and he just has a fantastic schedule now because he gets the athletics next. So Griffin Canning, yeah, okay. I'm considering you heavily. I don't know. I don't think he's going to get as many starts as other guys because it has been a six man. but then again, it might be different because Otani's yeah. out and I hope still set this. Okay. But I had to remove from the list cause we just don't know at this point. And I'm just going to assume, you know, generally when you have a thing to the head that pushes you to the hospital, I'm actually hoping he doesn't because, uh, head injuries are no joke. Um, but, uh, but anyway, Griffin canning, it's a great start against uh, the athletics and, uh, you know, I'm just gonna roll with him. Um, yeah, there's so many interesting ones here. I mean, are we gonna do Christian Javier? No, Jordan Wicks. Really good changeup. It's yeah. a really nice changeup. I I yeah. dig it. I uh, Cutter was nice too. It's only 93 or so, but he did a good job of throwing that inside um, to right-handers, which is the number one skill I look for from lefties. And I was like, this is really cool too. Um, my boy Ty Lord McGill hath returned. <laughs> I'm serious today. Like look, he, uh, 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 he had his best third of the year, I think, before this against Atlanta. And the skills were much better. It was eight slider whiffs. It was a 96 mile per hour four seamer. It was finally like looking like Ty Lord of 2022. And I couldn't endorse it because it's the Rangers next. Like it's one game. Yeah. So he gets the Rangers today, kills it. As you mentioned, velocity is even past 96 now. The slider killed it again, and he did well against the Rangers. Yeah, you should be getting Tyler McGill in your leagues. I'm just saying right now. It's good. It's, I have a really good roundup title, by the way. I'm really proud of this one. What is it? Ty Lord of the Flyers. That's
1: quite good. That's a top. Yeah, right? That's good stuff. When you can double pun it, it's good. Oh, it's But good also, it's literary
0: it, fast for you.
1: Love a, good, love a good book. Love a good book. Just wrapped <laughs> up Dow of the Backup Catcher, the uh, book that Eric Krats, Oh, uh, Kratz, uh, yeah, I saw that tweet. To. Yeah, again, if you, you know, see
0: the tweets that Fast puts out, you're just, just going <laughs> to... You assume it's going to make the best.
1: <laughs> It's 407 episodes of a Twitter endorsement. Is what we're talking
0: <laughs> oh, about here. gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to the moment that you remove Pitcherless from... You're going to say formally Pitcherless, I hope. I don't know.
1: Oh, of course. Pitcherless is still going to okay. be there, of course. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: Uh, Anyway, um, you have Dakota Hudson. He didn't have his slider whiff, so fine. Brady Singer's getting skipped a week because he has... uh, Actually, I'm sorry. He's in Tier 11 now. I'm looking at an older iteration of the list right now. Yeah, I was going to say. Get out of here, Nick. Stop that. Anyway, um, Severino did well tonight. That's kind of interesting. Reese Olsen did too on the other side. Brandon Falk gets a terrible matchup next, so he's not higher up. Reed has just been so annoying. Ryan Papilla. And uh, Pepeo, uh, no, Pepeo, Pepeo. Ryan I can Papaya. never get this one. Well, the, my, my, the roundup I had, I think everyone is so confused because it's G Pepeo, mm-hmm. but it's supposed to be like Geppetto. And he was a G, right? You know, Pepeo was a G as G Pepeo. Please Geppetto. keep going, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was supposed to be. Um okay. and I uh, you know Kurt put a, together a fantastic graphic, but I didn't make it clear enough to him that it was Pinocchio, mm. so uh, there's no indication that it's Pinocchio. It's it's yeah, it's on me, guys. I'm sorry for your confusion. Um, I trust me. I got Tyler are the Flyers. Okay, I got some goods. I got some bads. It's a cherry bomb here. Tanner sure. Halik's got a slider back. That's cool. All right, get us back on track here. Um, I'm doing my
1: best. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that I think Luis Severino just needed the Yankees to be as bad as he was before he could finally oh, turn it around. Is. So that's there. It's it good is to fast. see. Any any final thoughts on on Fought or Reese Olson before we go to the last tier? Um,
0: I mean Reese Olson uh, had some change us today. Slider was really good. That's cool. And Fought, I mean, I don't really buy into the four seamer and slider combination. I just don't think they're that good. But he's done really well, so I understand if you want to hold on
1: let's go to the final tier then tier 11 oh, man wait can i stall some more fast no you can't you can't you can't come on we're already I, we, give us your, your your patent line before we go to the uh final i mean tier we here. might go a little bit long on this because i'm Very just
0: uh, you, if, it's funny i've really given up on that one
1: i know i, re- it, it I really have the past couple yeah because it's just i, I always need you to tell me I know, I know. Um, You'll have new traditions, I promise you. 92 through 100. Michael Lorenzen down 13 to 92. Alex Cobb unranked at 93. Followed by Andrew Heaney, Kyle Gibson, Taiwan Walker. uh, Dane Dunning down 20 to 97. JP Sears, Paul Blackburn, and the new number 100. How fitting former Orioles prospect himself moved to the Cardinals in the Jack Flaherty deal in Drew Rahm. What's it called and why is it called that?
0: I mean, this is just... To me, this is just the adoration uh, of just kind of. Um, I don't know. I just reflect on all, on all of it from the very beginning to the end of this. Uh, seeing all the stuff with you, man. I uh, the email I remember so distinctly. Some starry eyed kid who was an actor, uh, <laughs> and I, uh, you know, just d- didn't know what to do. You sent me your league commissioner um, report that you yeah. would do once a week. Yeah, yeah. And I love getting those. Anytime I get those. It showcases that you are a little bit weird, which I, I dig, yeah. um, and that you have a passion for this. Like you clearly cared immensely. I didn't even know what to do with you. I didn't like really want you writing that much at first. Like I had you do the prospects for a second because nobody was doing the stash one. Yeah, I remember being, later. yeah, there it is. And like a month after you know, bringing you on, just be like, we'll figure something out. I remember you were essentially my, my quote unquote assistant for a moment Mm. because it was, was it's like, I remember having a meeting with you in Boston and like, just like chatting about what we're doing and stuff and hearing, you know, hearing you as a sounding board essentially. Uh, And it was great. It was fantastic. And then like, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah. And of course I still have the very first one, VOTC one in your atrium, or if that's kind to call it that.
1: Very kind.
0: (laughs) We're sitting on cushions, and I've said this many a time, and we have a Blue Yeti that we're huddled around that's on like a nightstand, essentially, Um, because we did it there instead of in the other room because of the we didn't want the sirens of outside to be heard, because uh, mm. that's uh, how much we cared about audio so much that Fast is now listening, doing this on a Bluetooth headset in his basement, you know? Uh. You always Unbelievable.
1: have been a huge audio uh, audio proponent. You're welcome, everybody. From, from I don't
0: sound this w- good in person. I promise. Mm.
1: Fast does though. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, um, I mean from there to just seeing you. You know, in you didn't want to do anything in the podcast initially. You're like, okay, we're gonna knock them. I sent them up. You knock them down. That was like the phrase yep. you said. That I was like, all right, great. I have a massive ego. This is wonderful and I uh, then you were like, okay, maybe you're going to do some extra stuff our notes were so long in the beginning you're mm-hmm. only as good as your notes is what I would always say um, yep. to me I write my notes in the form of the list before these uh, but back then I didn't right just kind of just threw out the list or whatever and we would we would spend a good amount of time they were great but anytime that fast talked about somebody at first, you wrote out every mm-hmm. single word. <laughs> Um, and, and the thing is, I could oh, hear it so instantly. Um, yeah, I like so I know when you're reciting something, and like if you don't know this, I mean, fast. I remember your first presentation at First Pitch Arizona. I was so proud of you for for like the um, talking about saves. I believe it was. It wasn't the mm-hmm. CSW one, was it? I mean, I think no. Yeah, the, the first CSW one was one. Uh, we're doing saves wrong. Yeah, right. You wrote out every single word you said. Hundred percent. Still do. Yeah. No. Do. You are so good off the cuff. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I say this all the time, like in weddings and stuff. You shouldn't be doing. Uh, you should never have notes on your phone. You should. You could write out something beforehand, get the gist of it, and say it from the heart. There, it's always so much better. Mm. And uh, and then you eventually didn't do that anymore. And then it got to the point that you were. I would say something, and you are like, "Wait, Nick, no." And it, I had a, it was a bittersweet moment. Now at first I was like, "How dare you!" <laughs> But then I was like, oh, boy, this is fun now. This is actually what I've been looking forward to is, is somebody to to go in on this with to really go deeper on it. And to see kind of, you know, when it came to picture lists, I mean, for me, it was like, okay, cool. I have these regular things of content. I'm overseeing the staff. I'm doing this. But for you, you did exactly what I would have done if I had the time. I just didn't have the time for it, which was so perfect. It was like, cool, I'm going to learn all this driveline stuff. Cool, I'm going to mm-hmm. learn how to do overlay gifts." cool, I'm mm-hmm. going to go and talk to this person on this. I'm going to do this big article. And cool, I'm going to take the CSW one. I'm going to make that thing. I'm going to make these connections for us. We're going to do this and that. And it was, ex- it was like the perfect compliment. Exactly mm-hmm. what everybody in my position wanted. I've said this so many times. You know, a lot, there are a lot of pairs in this industry. And I was so, so fortunate that you were the one that I had um, because it was exactly the fit I needed. Um, and there's no way... There's no way this entire company is what it is without you being involved. And it's not even close, not a chance. And uh, to just see you grow so much, I remember hitting milestones on Twitter um, that you were so thrilled of, uh, getting more followers than different people. And Mm. uh, I would never repeat who those people are. But that was massive achievements, of course, Fast. I'm so proud of you for them. You earned every single one. Base hits would have been one of these for me. How cool was that? You funny. know, having Mike Petriello do a base hits on your behalf, like with the <laughs> with the boom coming down, creek, You know, <laughs> yeah. Josh Berry again. Josh. Barry's oh man, Barry. and like, and oh. people saying, "Now, great, is MLB going to do base hits now?" Because we all that want it. Very, that was very funny, dude. I'm telling you, there are pitchers who do base, like who play base. Oh, Get totally. them could... to do bits that are base hits. I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. This is I'm there, I, like something... this is. Oh, gosh. So I'm going to put a pin on this, though. Okay. I, I mean, I think everyone listening has seen your ascension, has seen it, and is just so overwhelmingly proud and happy for you. I've talked to many people who have just been like, I would, I've would," i been following Pitcherless for ages. And just to see what you know, you're know you doing now, and you see Alex come from a background of NYU, actor, maybe doing some robotics in your master's, right? And then getting his internship, and then slowly and steadily just constantly every single step of the way being better and everyone knows like yeah of course this is what you should be doing that's the coolest part about this not that it is happening it's that everyone knows you should be doing it heck yeah man um so thank you fast from all of us for everything that you've given us everything that you've done i uh, the best streaming choice i ever made <laughs> was Beautiful. bringing you on in the beginning um and we're just so proud of you and so excited i uh, and yeah man just just keep going
1: there's there's that more is, thank you that, I, I mean I'm, I'm from the heart I didn't write out any of that fast no though. I know, I, know. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say that like wow that re- I really got to stop writing these things down I mean I I appreciate that I, I wanted to blow through it because uh you know I, I do think it's very funny I to know. go to go through that right to drew rom like that's very, <laughs> that's very that's very very funny to me but that's but how can, we do I, it right I, uh, no but I can't though. I, I can't I mean that that's incredibly incredibly heartfelt and incredibly touching and you know I I I have stated this publicly before, and I'll state it. I state it in private, and I'll state it in public is that like I am nowhere near any of this without Pitchlist and without you, really without you. I mean, because you are Um, I'm nowhere near any of it. And it's tough to, in a podcast that is an hour and 10 minutes in that no one is listening to anymore, um, <laughs> it's tough to accurately convey, um, how grateful I am for, for those opportunities, because it's so trite to say that it's a life-changing thing, right? But there are so many things in my life that I didn't think I would ever accomplish that I accomplished because of your faith in me, because of your support, because of your pride, because of your expertise, because of your constant willingness to push me, um, I wouldn't have accomplished any of those things. I would not have accomplished any of those things. I firmly believe that, you know, like when I take a step back and think about some of the things that I could have done, sure. Maybe, maybe I could have gotten a job at, at major league baseball. Maybe I I could have done something. I could have never helped to co-create a stat. I could have never, um, you know, done any of the finger pressure stuff or had conversations with driveline or done ESPN or done, oh done MLB network or done mass. And like, I, I really, I couldn't have done the, all of that happened because of Pitchulist. And it, it is, uh, I know you and I both kind of know that it's not, a, it's, it's really not a goodbye. It's definitely a see you later. Um, oh, I yeah. think we both kind of feel we that in our, is- in our bones, which makes it a little bit easier, but that was very kind of you to say, I, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. And with that said, let us wrap on Drew, Rom.
0: You know, wait, wait, wait. I need to mention one thing. Uh, first of all, the, the word never, don't believe. But I, I, I look back at this. Um, if you guys know the whole trip thing with Fast, um, he has this one episode where he actually goes to Camden. Yeah. And and he he has this moment. It's, yeah. a, it's a funny bit they have, which is Alex puts himself on the scoreboard. And it says, like, Alex Fast Hall of Famer or something. I can't remember exactly what it is. Yeah. It's something something like that. And I can imagine Alex at that age being like, well, this is never going to happen. So I'm going to experience this for once in TripFlix. And I firmly believe that is not the truth. That what you are doing and what you have worked so hard for is putting you on a path that you actually deserve and will get that opportunity. Um, and I mean, you've, haven't you already been in the Orioles dugout outside of this? Like it, it's, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's like, yeah, obviously we all, everyone outside of this is like, well, duh, Alex. And, uh, that is, that is such an unbelievable achievement. Um, that if it wasn't me, it would be somebody else.
2: No, um, that's not true. That's not true. Um, it, really is not
0: it would true. be a different path, but you knew what you wanted and you certainly Drugs. have a mind for it drugs there it is it would um, just so yeah be drugs and it's it's fitting too because this is traditionally the Orioles tier but they're all gone except for Cal Gibson now
1: and know? now they are replaced with a former yeah. Orioles prospect who we will wrap with the new yeah, number so 100 will. Drew Rom it, it's it's funny because like yeah you're like ooh, exciting lefty Ooh, former Orioles prospect uh, ooh, traded f- <laughs> uh, 90 mile an hour <laughs> fastball God, uh, it's so interesting weird. Yeah, it's very weird, but six whiffs on the four seamer, six whiffs on the slider, not a great start against Pittsburgh, but then he turns it around against Philadelphia, like I just said, six whiffs on the four seamer on the slider, five and a third with one walk, six Ks, two runs, five he hits, a 96-pitches thrown. There's upside, he's getting the start, the offense is behind him, right? The St. Louis, even though they don't necessarily click all the time, it still has the ability to pop off. Sure. Why is Drew Rahm our final number 100? Oh, man, is it true? What was the trade
0: between the Cardinals and uh, and Orioles?
1: Flaherty. was the... the Flaherty trade.
0: Oh, really? It was that? Oh, that's yeah. funny. Um, yeah, Drew Rahm, it's so weird that ninety ninety one mile per hour fast, but he got whiffs in the minors with it, and I just don't quite get it. PLV hates it. It's like a 4-4 four, four pitch or something. But yeah. the slider was good, and I, I'm willing to say, like, look, he gets the Pirates next. There could easily be something that we're missing with this. Um, with those pitches, this could very much work. Think he's an interesting one at the moment. Jerome congrats, you've made it as the final guy that we talk about on the On the Corner. And of course it's an Orioles prospect. It always is. They always flourish without you. So uh it's just traditional fashion.
1: Beautifully fitting. Beautifully fitting. We've said all the beautiful <laughs> words. Um so I think Nick. Oh man. That's gonna do it. No. That's gonna do it for episode number four oh seven of On the Corner, the official pitchless.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast.
0: And I'm Nick Pollock, and I'll talk to you guys next week.